frozen wasteland, haunted by the undead and the dying. What is there to do but survive through the graveyard of horrors and a garden? Hello, welcome. This is Tales of Bone and Ice. Uh, it is our new podcast, a survival horror comedy podcast. <laughs> I am playing uh, Nakar Iceford, uh, also known as Condemned, uh, known to his friend as Connie. And wow. I am, my, my name is Candorcor, which should have come first. <laughs> character first, no one, and then you're just the secondary yeah. character. <laughs> uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Mars? Yeah, I'm uh, Marilyn, uh, or Mars, doesn't matter. Anyone does whatever they want. Uh, I play uh, Maris Terrasat. She is a super hot uh, dragonborn paladin. Um, yeah, just a, just a big golden lizard. Yeah, that's... That's, that's the that. hottest litter- lizard I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see her basking out in the, on a hot rock. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> uh, up next is Grim. Gentle dignitaries, welcome to the podcast. I am Grim Hilden. I shall be playing Sukun Kana, a teen druid. Get ready for our adventures here in Animorphs. Uh, and I am Brian. I am the DM, and I will be guiding our adventurers through the world of our podcast. We have before us a frozen wasteland that uh, these individuals have been uh, surviving in as best they can. Uh, so I think that we're going to start off with Sukunkana. It'll be a good place to start because you are uh, close to the people who are important in the early stages. Hi. Uh, wait that's the wrong word he uh so something to know about sukun kana is sukun kana um is a tanaka word which is a first nations language and she's going to be speaking slash learning that language along with me (laughs) (laughs) and everyone else uh so uh hi he 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 means yes that's your lesson for today I've got her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sukunkana lays in the dark, and as she does during most days, she is blissfully sleeping, much into the later day than one would typically imagine that the average person would. And she is awoken by the noise of kn- knuckles on her bedroom door. <laughs> From Sonic? it's time to wake up it's time to wake up five more minutes (laughs) it's time to wake up now Uh... Sukunkana now up fine (laughs) she gets up slowly and takes her sweet sweet time now we need to go now. Where are we going? I don't remember. What day Mama is it? Mama needs us. 
Uh, fine. Okay. So yeah. as you step up and as you leave the room, you're able. You're greeted by, of course, your favorite person, your big sister. Where's the sun today? Like, I mean, like. Where's the sun right now? Like, what time? Um. Is it how <laughs> you, how how long was I out? Uh, you've been asleep. Uh, since it was dark, and it is a. Usually, you probably wake up about after after the second meal of the day. So, to us, about one o'clock in the afternoon. Solid, solid. That's when I prefer to get up IRL also. <laughs> um, also, it should be noted, uh, Sukun kind of uses uh, telepathy to communicate with her everyone at oh, all damn. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, as best she can, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, she does make make that mm noises, but <laughs> <laughs> whenever possible uses uh telepathy. Uh so as you are greeted by your sister, who you know to be Mor Amdu, she says, It's time, Mama needs us now, we have to go. Come on. And she guides you down the hallway to where you know that Mama typically resides when she's making important decisions. Uh, Sukun kind of follows, but kind of does that thing where she like waves her arms dramatically, uh, <laughs> while she walks down wherever they're walking oh. to. <laughs> She's taking like deep dramatic steps, you know, in the way that teens are wont to do. Mm. Yeah, Sukun Kana, you have to be respectful, you know, like always. I will be respectful as soon as I'm in the presence of people with whom I need to behave as such. <laughs> I'm going to be the matriarch one day, and You're that means that yet. I deserve your respect. <laughs> <sighs> you can see that she has like furrowed her brow and simply is quelling her silence. But you know that you're getting to her, and she's frustrated. But she's eventually she knows that you're coming, so she's going to simply just move forward and continue to walk now in silence instead of trying to goad you into being more polite. <laughs> that's a win for me (laughs) such a teen oh my god (laughs) eventually you come out into the main foyer of the area in which you live and as you can normally remember there's long carpets that are covering the ground that are of dead animal skin and the walls have bones that rise up to meet meet each other in the ceiling and they're all covered with a leather tarp of sorts and everything is, it's warmer in here than it is anywhere else. And it's very reminiscent of uh, a comfort that you remember for most of your life. And as you, as more Amdu brings you here, she points over to where you know your mother to be. And her mother says, oh, finally, you have arrived. He's a cute kid, come on. Good day. Yes. Today's the important day at which we will be able to... (sighs) In which you'll finally be able to leave the community. Right. That was today, wasn't it? That was today. Right. It was supposed to be two hours ago. Uh... Look, I was... It's okay. (laughs) I understand. We have been 
very easy on you for a long time. Unfortunately, we won't be there for you when you leave. Okay? It's going to be difficult out there, and you're going to have to protect yourself, and that's why we've all both been training you. I have faith that you'll be able to be strong, and that you'll be able to be safe, and let the flame guide you, okay? Hey. Thank you, Kama. I... I... I know I can do this. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna meet so many people, and I'm gonna, like... Uh, attack things and um, light fires. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna go really really great. I just know it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Roll a persuasion check to comfort your mother's heart. <laughs> she already digging a grave in her mind. What did you roll? Got a Yes! Yes! I love it. I can't believe we started on a oh one. Oh my god! Oh of course we did. I don't know what any of us were imagining. I'm so oh I'm so happy right now. It's plus two, so I got a three. Oh my god! <laughs> She's like, actually, you know, go back to your room. I think you're gonna. Think you're gonna <laughs> you know, is it Wednesday? Uh, she. You can see panic go over her eyes, but. She steals herself with the resolve that this decision was made by the council and not just by her. So regardless of what happens, it's out of her hands. Well, at least we'll have those other two that will be along with you. It... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be... It'll be fine. We've... we've... Sukun kind of gives her like a big thumbs up. <laughs> uh, we've sent we've sent Howard and Raylio to the other two. They should be arriving soon, and then they will return here, and we will get the three of you together so that we can get you everything that you need to get out on the road and on your first journey outside. Okay? Uh, she walks forward, and she puts her arms around you and says, I'm so proud of how far you've come. Uh, Sukun kind of hugs her back and says, Kama... I'm an adult now. I'm 17 and I'm going to be great out there. Everything's going to be fine. I've got those super like fresh and funky folk who are going to go with me and it's all going to be great. And I love you and I'm going to miss you. So she's a half orc woman who's very tall and she hugs you so tight and picks you up, and you feel that familiar warmth that you only feel in the arms of your kama. It felt like that scene from The Little Mermaid where she's like, I'm not a little girl anymore, Daddy. I'm 15. I love him. And it's everyone's just like, oh, honey, you That's what down. I based this, this. I thought about this, and that's what I based this <laughs> off of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we cut over, and... Maris, you hear a knock on your alchemy workshop door. Uh, it's familiar. You can recognize it. It's very stalwart. It's it's practically... You're practically able to tell who it is just by who's knocking. And you recognize the okay. knock. It's a man named Howard. Uh, come on in. He steps in. He says, 
Oh, I love what you've done with the place. I, uh... I'm so sorry to hear about your grandfather. Uh, thanks, yeah, I'm just trying to, uh, pick up the pieces a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, kinda, kinda feels a lot bigger in here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sent because Sukunkana has woken up and it's, uh, it's time for you to go on your first journey, really, outside. Okay, uh, yeah, wicked, all right. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> this is a honor. Uh, super jazz, just so excited. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. All right, uh, cool, 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 cool. All right. Uh, just remember, uh, I'll be coming in to check on everything, uh, and I'll make sure nobody comes in here without your permission. Okay. All right. Uh, he reaches his arm out for one of those like dope like Game of Thrones forearm clasps. Oh, I love a forearm clasp. Yeah. <laughs> Do you acquiesce? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you two, two of you clasp forearms in that familiar way that you're used to. He says, I will, uh, I'll see you over there. Sorry, for clarification, did Maris say out loud, oh, I love forearm clasps right before doing that because I kind of feel <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs> so... Once again, you are left alone in here. It's much bigger than you remember, as you said. The tables are filled with your grandfather's old crystals, his old beakers. Uh, there's lots of different tools that you remember him teaching you how to use. And there's a a faint and fading scent of the last thing that he made in there that he unfortunately took with him. What was it? Uh, it was just a, a small crystal necklace that he hung around mm. his neck as he walked to the place that you know that people go when they die. The celestial mm -hmm. staircase in which those who die in the city that you live in venture forth to to unfortunately prevent the harsh side of the survival situation that you all live in, which is cannibalism. It'll be good to leave this place, I think. Um... Are there any uh, like potions or anything that were that he was able to complete or that we made together that are finished? Uh, no, unfortunately not. It's you're starting from scratch, which is the way that he always wanted to leave it to you. Damn it, stupid grandpa. <laughs> um, I think I'm just gonna close the door. Just gonna leave on out. Are you gonna head to the uh, the council room? Yep. Cutting over to our boy, Nakon, I believe is how you pronounce it. He goes by Condemned. Uh, Gol Goliaths just go by their nickname or given name 99% mm. of the time. A man shows up at the headquarters at which most of the individuals who work in the Boneforge uh, stay. And Condemned, you recognize him to be uh, Raylio Imol, a fairly tall elven warrior who wears... Lots of fur to keep himself warm. Uh, he's been fairly charismatic and people listen to him, but he's not very nice. He's got sharp features and long elven ears. And he's got uh, a slight white to the iris of his eyes. And he says, Condemned! Yes. I will, uh, I, I will, I will drop whatever I'm, I'm doing, set down whatever it is I'm working on, and I'll head over to him. Condemned, it's, uh, 
it's time for you to go to work with the other two who are leaving the community today. Ah, yes. Back into the wastes. Yes, unfortunately, I recognize how hard it was for you to survive out there, but that's why we want you to go with them. Hardship is part of life. Ah, shall I proceed to uh, the to council now? Uh, yes. Uh, unless, and uh, he calls over to who you recognize and know to be Krusk, who is the one who was teaching you how to work the Bone Forge. Uh, she's a just a human woman. She's fairly average. She's got long hair that's braided, and she says, "Now, now, get rid of him." <laughs> I'm just kidding, Connie. I love you. <laughs> it is. He 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 says with like almost no change in expression whatsoever. Your antics always bring smile to my heart, teacher. Yeah, no worries. I'll see you when you get back. There's, we always need muscles like yours. With luck, assuming I don't get killed out there. Until then. Uh, Raylio is. Raylio is tapping his foot in the midst of this back and forth. I just um, kind of like wave goodbye to stoically wave goodbye to Boneforge Sensei, and I head out. Uh, Raylio turns on his heel and begins walking rather quickly. Come along, now. Uh, don't have to worry about me, long legs. <sighs> <laughs> Finally. The three of you are all gathered in the council room before Gru Amdu, the half-orc matriarch of the clan, who has many markings on her body that all signify that she is the the possessor of the spirit of flame that has kept Thrive, the community at which you all live in, warm, alive, and surviving. Raelio Imol, the half-orf, for, half-elf forward brigade, who has typically been the one to choose the individuals who leave the community to go on their cartograph cartographic missions. Lion's Grey, often referred to as Grey, who is the human man who leads the Guardians of Soul, and he's known to be fairly pragmatic, but emotionally involved in those that he cares for. And Howard Dugans, who is the one who is the go-between between the magic users of the community and those who use much more physical means to an end. And Gro says to all three of you, welcome adventurers. It's it's always hard to get everyone together and understand that we are called Thrive because we take risks. We always find people like the three of you who have something inside of them that we call the spark. The fire burns bright within us and to do so, we must continue to burn it brighter and brighter. We chose the three of you because we feel that there would be a good match for a chance of survival outside to better our relationships with the other communities. Is there anything that the three of you would like to say to each other, knowing that, you know, you're going to be working together for a long time? On that note, what are we wearing? I got so many layers on. What do you look like, y'all? Imagine, like, a triangle wearing a hood. Because <laughs> Sukun Kana is, like, got, like, a jacket. She's got, like, warm pants on, fluffy boots. She's got, like, a big, warm, like, poncho, like... Like a parka? ...thing and a hood. Yeah, like a parka. And she's got, like, 
like a hood on that's got really like fluffy fur around it um and she's got like like a little mask on to keep her nose warm (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining like a more wholesome version of a black mage from the early final fantasy games yeah, you you can you can see you can see like her her uh, like star starlight colored hair peeking out under her hood and her like sort of cataracts like eyes peeking out. But that's basically all you can see of her. She's got big gloves on. She's 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 basically a walking blanket. <laughs> it sounds comfy. I, I'm uh, I'm wearing some pretty. Uh... Just some pretty simple armor. Uh, it is a crop top, so you can see my abs. Um, uh, I think other than that, like not really much. <laughs> maybe some, maybe some nice leg warmers. And Connie. Uh, Connie is wearing uh, some sim- very similar to Maris's, I would imagine. Uh, plate or not plate, but uh, heavy bone armor, very simply made. Uh, no crop top. It's a little bit more, it's slightly more practical than that, I would say. And it looks very utilitarian. Um, And he's got a big kind of bone shield on his left arm. And he's got a few like javelins and he's got a little hunting knife, but like nothing that would you would expect out of like, he doesn't seem to have like a major melee weapon unless he just goes in and stibbity stabs people (laughs) with his little hunting knife. (laughs) Bippity babbity, I'm here for the stabity. Uh, so, Imol and Gray are both present, and uh, Imol looks at everybody and he says, "Okay, now I need to know what you don't have." Sukunkana, I assume that I'm going to need to give you everything because you've got nothing for adventuring outside. Uh, Connie, I'm not sure. Do you need anything? We can provide most simple things. I have uh, what was required to survive out there. I should not need anything additional. All right. Uh, Maris, I... Your grandfather knew that this was going to happen, so he had some stuff prepared specifically for you. And uh, he turns around, and there's, like, a large blanket that is full of stuff, and he brings it out before you, and he unfurls it, and there is uh, the weapons that you remember him teaching you how to use in the training that you have done to being a paladin. Uh, and that's effectively your starting equipment. Oh, love love the antiques. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm so jazzed. Oh, this is great to see. I haven't seen this in a while. Uh, and Sukunkana, your mother has prepared most of the stuff that she has already given to you while you were waiting for everybody else. All right, so Sukun kind of, like, invades both of your minds. Sorry I'm late, you guys. Uh, I had very important business to attend to. Deception check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to do an insight. I want to get a read on this woman. Okay, well, I got a nine. <laughs> Does that mean I need to do deception? Yeah. Yes. Right, I forgot I had to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Hasn't been a player in so long. I got 19. Damn. That's teens for you. Uh, and what did you get for insight? 
I got a nine. Oh. So uh, Connie just like Connie just nods and nods and just I, I do not know much of the ways of witchcraft, but I understand it is uh has many necessary mm, rituals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the rituals I was I was doing them. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh hey. Uh so about this stuff I need what did what did what did Kama uh prepare? Like food? Like some what's gonna uh, dry meat, you know, like what? <laughs> uh, so she says to uh everybody like, uh, Sukumkana. Everyone here knows that you can, you can do the magic food thing. It's okay. Oh right, the mag. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also know. <laughs> I can. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't have to be a secret between these people. You are all right. Okay food magic you guys you y'all y'all want to kill a beast i can make it edible don't worry about it <laughs> that sounds like it actually probably can't have been handy is that magic uh yeah and then she's like look and then she uses like produce flame and she's like look check it out uh your sister <laughs> scoffs if you want to see some real magic and i take my fingers into like circle like my pointer my thumb together and I put them behind my head, and then when they come back out into view, this they're attached like a <gasps> chain. Oh my and goodness! And then when I put them back behind my head, <gasps> they're detached again. Magic! Magic! Oh my goodness! Hina. I do know how to use magic as well, though. Uh, Sukun Kana, don't worry. Nice. We can be magic twins. Groandu looks at all of you and says, "Well, it's good to see that you're all getting along so far." Okay. I'm I'm shooting I'm shooting him a skeptical look as he says this. Her. Her. Matriarch. What is Emol? What does he do? Uh, Matriarch. Uh, Emol is the one who's in charge of the uh, forward brigade. So he's typically the one who organizes the parties that go out into the wild. So the three of you are once again lined up next to each other and you hear Gro Amdu tell you that there are three things that you all must do to prove that you are able to accomplish the goals that we have in mind for you. Sukunkana is fidgeting. One of them. The first goal that you have to do is introduce yourself to the most nearby community, which you know to be continuance. Uh, It'll be a lot easier if you establish who you are early on, because then we can make more trade between our two communities. Second of all, you must prove your strength by bringing back some bones of nearby undead. It'll prove that you're able to handle yourselves in a fight out in the wilderness with no help. Three. Each of you must forge a gift for one of the other members of your party. That way, it'll develop a base level of trust between the three of you. <laughs> Sukunkana is choking. Are you Sukunkana all right? Sukunkana breathed in some of some of the juice that she has in her hand. It is trying desperately to not cough over the speech. <laughs> Here are the very serious things. <laughs> so you have your goals clear. Do you have any questions? So... Everyone also, if w- w- someone doesn't come back alive, I assume that uh, reflects poorly <laughs> upon other two. I won't let yes, anybody die. Keep others alive. Noted. <laughs> Noted. 
he's 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 going to like look at Sukun Kana and just completely stone faced, but you can see some calculation going on in the back of his head. Sukun Kana's like, I got all the heels. <laughs> she gives you like a thumbs up. Oh my god. Uh Maris, any questions? Do you know how long of a walk it is to continuance? It's uh five days there, five days back. Oh god, that's so much. Okay, sounds good. Fuck. Do okay, like do we have like a little like sled to put all of our gear on? Uh you have backpacks to carry for yourself. Great, great. Sukun kinda thinks about this, about the fact that she's not gonna be able to sit on the sled <laughs> while someone else pulls oh. her. <laughs> Didn't know we were starting on expert mode. I thought we were, you know. <laughs> Is Sukun Kana just like consistently like just trying to like sneak yeah, some berries like, or something? Yeah, she's like got some like Watskana, some dried meat that she's just trying to crunch on <laughs> while you guys are talking. <laughs> just ripping on jerky. Yeah, she's just got some got some jerky, got some Watskana that she's just <laughs> munching on. You know, instead of saving her food for the road. <laughs> So after uh, Groamdu gives you all this information, Gray pipes up and he says, All right, everyone, I recognize that this is a bit of a journey, so and it's not always possible to get a good rest in, so here is one potion of healing each. And he hands you each one potion Ooh. of healing. Put that in my inventory. Ooh. Thank you kindly. Well, it's... It's not free. The information and the stuff that you bring back is more valuable than one simple potion of healing. I thought that was a simple payment for a payment for shelter. Oh, not quite. This is just uh, insurance to make sure that you come back alive. Should we be expecting any uh, issues with continuance? Is there anything we sh- we should know? Uh, no, we have. We have sent many people there and back, and it hasn't been a problem so far. Well, we're about to make it a problem. <laughs> Do we have, like, like a contact um, in continuance? Like, anyone we got to be like, hey, what good? Like, uh, Yes, you have a man whose name is Howard. I thought Howard was here. Uh, you're, yes. Uh, a guy named Bill Luckyfoot. Bill Luckyfoot? He's a halfling. Does he have both his feet? Yes. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> I'm, as- know. I'm asking. Yeah. Oh, you're a- uh, Sukumkana is asking? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, your contact's name is Bill Luckyfoot. Uh, yes, he has both his feet. Oh, good. They must be Luckyfoot then. Mm-hmm. All right. If there's there anything else that you need, you have exactly 30 minutes before you leave today. Would have been two and a half hours if... Uh... Now all that business to attend to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> girl looks at you and she just sort of sighs. And your sister is absolutely livid. Like, like she's so ready for you to be gone. Uh, can can we tell the this reaction, or is this just something that Sukun Kana can tell from her time in the family? Uh, you can see she looks fucking tired of this shit <laughs> you know what empathy already um <laughs> yeah i'm going regardless we have the time we are given yes 
let us try to make best use of it. Oh, yeah. Um... I do not know about you two, but uh, I was called well at work. I would prefer to head back to my abode to fetch some supplies before we leave. Hey, I should, uh, I should get my... Oh, I forgot my cartography stuff at home. I gotta go get my cartography stuff. I'll meet you guys back here in half an hour. <laughs> Are you literally going to go take a nap? <laughs> no, she, she genuinely forgot her cartography <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'll be right back. And she just, like, she just sprints, like, no warning. She just runs. So... We move to the part at which everybody heads back to the place at which they grab their tools of sorts because we are using a supplement called Witchcraft that allows players to create things for their friends. And we'll get into the mechanics of that later on, but for now we are getting into the part where everybody heads back to their humble abode for the last time before going on their 10-day journey. I... Um, steal some of some of uh, my sister, my uh, Kasu's, um, Watskana out of under her bed, which I didn't know where she hides it. Uh, okay. First of all, uh, roll stealth. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure nobody sees you. I got a four. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Is that a four total? <laughs> four total. Is that a nat? Is that another no, nat it's one? No, it's a two. Oh, okay. honey. Oh, <laughs> baby. Oh, no. I love it. Uh, so you hear from you hear from down the way, you hear your sister. Hey, what are you doing going into my room? Nothing, nothing. I thought I forgot something in here. I got a, mm, what? That's, that's your room? Wait, where's that's, my room? That's just... <laughs> Next door. Okay, yeah, got Get it. In. I sprint in and I grab my stuff and I run out. And I'm like, okay, I love you, bye. Fucking teens. <laughs> Just imagine her trying to sneak, but she's got so many layers on that she's doing like almost a T pose as she like waddles. Yeah. I'm also loving, loving my older sibling DMing for me, playing a younger sibling harassing their older sibling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, like it's, uh, it's a little too familiar. <laughs> Grim runs over, gets absolutely busted by the sibling at which they were trying to sneak into the room of, runs away with their stuff that they got from their room, and the sibling is just left sitting in the hallway thinking to themselves, I can't believe... It's okay. She's leaving today. She's leaving today. She's leaving today. Okay. And then we cut to uh, Maris, who is entering their alchemy workshop for the last time for a while. Everything is familiar. Everything is exactly where you left it. It feels pretty bittersweet. That's for sure. Um, I'm going to go through and just kind of like slowly walk around the tables and the, the open shelving and just kind of See if there's any kind of things that I'd want to take. Definitely, like, if there's, like, a vial of, like, a crystal in it or anything. Like, just just something other than my alchemy. There's definitely some materials around that your grandpa left to get you started. Some simple stuff. You know, uh, a little bit of ice here and there that has been permanently frozen. Some salt that they were able to mine from there. So you're able to 
use these crystals to do a little bit of stuff. There's some uh, monster blood here and there in a few different vials. Just the, the basic stuff that you've learned to work with over the years of him teaching you how to go about the alchemical way. I'm going to grab his uh, cloak that was he always had hung up next to the door. And I'm just going to throw that on over my shoulders. It's nice and comforting. And you know how like some people have like that family jacket or whatever, like their grandpa who was in the war who had like, oh, yeah, my mom's jacket. smoking jacket had a dumb moose on it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's that same feeling where you put that on and you just feel the, the comfort and the strength from the generation before. I'm going to take one last look at the room and I'm going to leave the for the hopefully not the last time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say for the very last time. <laughs> what if I die? Perfect. Uh, finally, we cut to uh, Condemned, who is at the Bonesmith shop. Greeted by your good friend, Krusk, who says, Ah, you're back! I thought I got rid of ya! Ah, soon, my friend, soon. I am just picking up uh, some things before I go. Well, of course, of course, you need to use some stuff. You're always looking to borrow things, aren't you? I was just going to take what I brought with. Well, of course. Uh, for the most part. Well. Also some bonesmithing equipment. Let me do you one better. And she takes the one of her spare hammers right off her belt loop. Mm-hmm. And she gives it to you. She's like, this one here. Yeah. I was going to give it to you anyway. Takes it and he gives it kind of like a, a, a nod that's almost a bow. And he says, ah, it is a great honor. Thank you. Yeah, well, you're the strongest bonesmith we've had here in years i'd hate to see you die out there you you better make it back you know what i'm saying uh it is only five days away eh, easy hmm 12 day journey max for uh, someone experienced as for myself with those two i'll see you in a month <laughs> that's sounds about right to me all right i gotta get back to work you need anything else, just let me know. See you in a month or so, and she winks at you. Thank you, my friend. And I'm also going to head over to my abode, my home, which I imagine is probably just, like, very simple, because I'm basically in welfare It's housing, effectively right? a barracks for people who are in similar right. situations as yourself who came to the community have... and don't have much of a family. I have question. Mm-hmm. Are all the buildings made out of ice? Not all the buildings are made out of ice. Are they made? What are they made? What What are they made of? Because like I need to know for like my brain to imagine the scene. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining my place is like one of those uh, burrows that's like cut into that hill. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, because I was like, like, do I live in the inside of the wave? Well, I mean, you're. You're bougie, right? Yeah, you're, you live in a, like sort of a bougie area. So your home is above the ground and the floor is covered with various different furs, almost like a carpet. And the walls are all made up of gigantic bone and all stitched together oh, in man. different ways and tied together. And then like covered in furs, yeah. Sick. And it's, it's, it's the tallest structure that is... Uh, a home. It's like a gigantic sweat lodge. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sweat lodge, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it gets hot in this house. Oh boy. 
most of the homes in Thrive are somewhere between a sweat lodge and an igloo, or an earth lodge. Uh, a pit house is the term you're looking yes, for. Yes, a pit house and an igloo. So the ice has been dug into and then covered up the top with furs and bone. So it keeps itself relatively warm most of the time. Animal is a, a gentle term. It's it's mostly monster skin because there's not much in the way of animals out there. It's way better than going the other direction. Ugh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Human skin. It would be an awful insulator, though, so. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a terrible insulator. It would get brittle and dry up. No, what you want to do, you want to collect hair from humans and then Ugh. then make that into a blanket. The only horror part of this podcast is how gross that is. The barber is the richest guy. That's the true horror. That I don't want to. You're welcome. I should be running <laughs> the horror podcast. I say terrifying things all the time, apparently. The funniest part would be how Goliaths would find that as like the weirdest fucking thing oh, because really? they have no hair <laughs> at all. So everybody, yeah, so everybody else would be like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, like it's just, it falls off all the time. And you need all the insulators you can get. So it just makes sense. And Goliaths are like, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> it's like if you walked into a lizard folk village and then they made everything out of their shed skin. Uh, so I guess Connie is not one of the uh, Goliaths who have like facial hair. There are no Goliaths with facial hair. Um, like canon wise like okay so for instance uh critic most people like the the most famous uh goliath in popular culture right now is grog um but he didn't naturally have facial hair he specifically got a belt of dwarven kind which gives you a beard and the reason that he took the belt right was so that he as a goliath could experience having a beard that is a nice beard thank you i grew up myself so eventually the three of you wind up back at the fancy bougie council tent and are told by Gro Amdu that you are to leave as soon as you can. Once you return, you'll all be given a gift if you all survive. Uh Sukun kinda is like for once in her once in her life not berating people's brains with her <laughs> psychic nonsense. <laughs> and she takes a second and like like she's still like like heavily clothed in all of her layers um and you hear a little like <laughs> and she takes a couple sniffs and then she runs over to um her her, her mother and she just kind of like gives her like leaps into her arms and gives her a really big hug condemned is going to like kind of put his hand up <laughs> like as if this is like an embarrassing show of emotion <laughs> because it is and then, yeah, yeah, he just does that thing where he puts his hand up to like one side and kind of like looks to the side to like preserve the dignity of the elders. So she holds you very tight, but not for very long. And she she puts you down again and says, it's okay. We've trained for this, remember? I'm going to miss you. You'll be all right. You'll be strong, okay? I'll be back soon. You'll be strong. Don't cry too much while I'm gone. I won't. <laughs> she sprints out the door. <laughs> okay. You two, you better go with her. Condemned, like, gives a little bow. And he says, uh, we will keep her safe. And he has just now realized that this is, like, the daughter of the chief. And she's like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm very responsible for this child who's clearly incredibly useless. Yeah. <laughs> This is now an escort mission. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. We'll do our best to keep her safe. We'll we'll be back when we can. Sounds good. Uh, the three of you leave, finally, and you 
probably chasing Sukunkana just a little bit. Eventually, I imagine she probably gets tired and slows down. Oh, she gets tired very quickly. Like, it does not take long to catch up to her. She's, like, winded after about 15 seconds of sprinting. Mm-hmm. So you see her about eh, 30 or so <laughs> feet away from you guys, and she's, like, this, this sort of this triangle with a hood who's just sort of, like, bent over and kind of, like, wheezing. <sighs> I'm going to shoot Maris a look. This is going to be a long journey. I don't think we were really given the full details before we we agreed to this. Gotta make the best of it. Uh, she is spellcaster. Yes. As are you. Yeah, a little bit. I'll do what I can to help. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> we're gonna be late! <laughs> and with that, you're off. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> All right. <sighs> and so the three of you begin your journey. Most of you, for the first time outside of the community, you're stepping outside and you're looking upon the vast frozen wasteland that you all see from the outskirts of the home that you have lived in for most of your life. And one of you, being condemned, has walked this desert alone many years ago. <laughs> if I take one more step, it'll be the farthest from the Shire I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> also, them hobbits were gay. Just mm, Definitely. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Pride Month, baby. Thank you. They did that for us. Uh, so Sukun kind of gives like a really big sigh when she looks out at the, the icy wasteland. And she 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 uh telepathically links to you guys and says you know this all used to be water what crazy right no what yeah no yeah um how do you know saw it in a dream once <laughs> well that's just a dream sure yeah <laughs> i have heard tales that once uh it was all water yes uh back in old old days before but uh such was long before a time of even any of our ancestors. Whatever it was once is surely of no uh, matter to us. Well, maybe it'll be water again one day. We gotta get everyone out of town first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you get another dream that uh, that it turns into water, <laughs> yeah, let us know first. <laughs> Condemned just kind of like, shivers at the idea of all of this turning into miles deep water. Yeah, I'm, I'm like looking under my feet, my big fucking lizard feet, just kind of like, Ugh, I don't like that. While the three of you are chatting and walking, you uh, eventually reach a, a point at which you, you were told that there are going to be several different recognizable features that will lead you to uh, the city that you are, or the community that you are uh, heading towards. Uh, Khan has got out her little map that I'm sure that she was given as the cartographer. Yep. Um, and she's like, okay, this is, mm, yeah, uh, and she kind of looks at this guy, mm, yeah, we're going, yeah, the right way. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lick a finger and put it in the air. <laughs> uh, the structure that you are able to see that tells you that you are going in the right direction is a, it's just a larger, a large lump of ice that has got a piece of bone stuck directly into to into the top of it 
and uh, it has another piece of bone at the top that is fastened with some string or rope of some sort, and it points in the direction that you are supposed to go. Oh, cool. This tells you that you have made your first checkpoint, and you were recommended to stop at the next one. Uh, how long has it been? It has been about four and a half hours since you left. Uh. Are we taking a, Are we taking a lunch break? <laughs> All right, it's your call. I mean, it's nighttime. <laughs> uh, it's not dark yet. Oh, okay. Well, she turns to the other. It's like, should we take like like a five, like a fifteen? Yeah, we can. Why? To have a snack. <laughs> um, his his eyes narrow very slightly, uh, which is possibly the most like emotional reaction you've seen from him so far. Uh, and he says, "You can eat on on path, surely." Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, mm, let's. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> do you need to take a rest? Maybe short rest. Yes. Hey. Uh, yes. Well, do not want you to be. Do not want you to be collapsing. Very short rest. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Uh. Yep. Right. <laughs> she she throws herself on the ground. Just starts making snow angels. Clearly, snow angels. <laughs> no, she, no, she's, no, she's just clearly very tired, and she kind of curls into a little ball and shoves a little bit of food in her mouth and closes her eyes, and you can tell that she fell asleep immediately. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so the two of you would know that you'd need to get something underneath her to prevent her from freezing to death. Perfect. <laughs> Roll her over like onto 16 the bed layers roll. beneath her. <laughs> you just need a uh, like a bed roll or something. Yeah, I'll roll her over onto my bed roll. Well, while she's doing that, uh, Condemned is going to trudge off to a respectable distance. You know, take a pee break. Look out over the wastes. It's cold, but familiar to you in that you've 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 got memories of walking amongst this cold. And amongst this land, and it doesn't feel comforting, but it feels, like I said before, familiar. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I'd been doing for the large majority of my life up until, like, a few months ago. So this is very much just back to the grind for me. Um. Yeah. So he's going to just sigh. I mean, like, <clears throat> didn't think I would miss walking alone, but... Here we are. <laughs> Hitches back up, and he's going to do a perception check uh, to just look around, make sure that there's nothing sneak sneaking up. Absolutely. Ooh, nat 20. <gasps> yeah. Nice. White dice likes me. What's your What's your all day? Oh, what's what's the what's the total? <laughs> yeah, 22. All right. So, as you look around, you you know for certain that. At the moment... Oh, sorry, 23. You know for certain that at the moment, the three of you are not being followed by anything, and that it is this is a reasonably safe time to take a so-called 15. A catnap. <laughs> All right. Well, that's reassuring. It was actually a 21. Um, <gasps> oh, well, then you don't see anything. No, I was looking at my persuasion and my perception, because mm. I am in real life blind. A wolf comes up and kills us. Uh, Sukunkana, being outside the community for the first time in your entire life, the minute you fall asleep, you you feel something uh, scratching at your mind, 
a an altogether unfamiliar feeling. Uh, can you give me a wisdom save real quick? You get advantage on those. Oh God, I thought that was, I thought that was a four. I got a fourteen plus six. And you get advantage. I get advantage on this. Kalistar. Oh, okay. Wow. I got tw- I got an unnatural twenty and something less than that. Hey. <laughs> so you can feel this sort of being that craw- it's crawling inside of your mind and. As this is happening, you can feel the quarry spirit that you have residing within your uh, mental facade fight it off with a fervor that is unfamiliar to you, but comforting. Can I also fight it off? <laughs> Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Dislike. Uh, your your rest was physically restful, but your your mental faculties Well, no, not. can I help her fight it? I, can I help my... Corey spirit fight the thing off or did that's what you're that's what you were doing oh okay all right um i'm i'm clearly irl like awake like no like sleeping sukun kind of is like like kind of like fitfully like furrowing her brow and like wiggling a little bit as she sleeps (laughs) a very active sleeper yeah i'm just gonna assume that's kind of normal yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna scoot away a little bit (laughs) Don't want to get thrashed on. Yeah, I think I, I think I wake up as soon as like that's over, which is probably in about ten minutes. Condemned would have trudged back over, and then he would have seen her, and he's like, "Oh, she is having nightmare." I don't know about what. Yeah, she kind of wakes up like, <gasps> "Oh, has it been ten minutes?" Probably, yeah, like probably. You, you good? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Wait, did you have nightmare? Uh, it's complicated. Let's just let's let's move on. Is ice turning to no, water? No, no, no. Is ice no. turning to water? No, ice is not turning to water. We good. Look at this. She like knocks her hand on the <sighs> ice and she's like, see solid for like at least uh like a billion feet or whatever. A billion yalms. It cracks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. You knock with your your knuckles, and it kind of hurts your fingers because yeah, I'm like ow, smacking ice is not comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) She like looks and she's like, "Hey, someone, thanks for the the bed roll. I forgot about that. Uh, I sleep a lot. You'll you'll learn that about me." Uh, She rolls it up very politely for you. Oh, thank you. Super nice. Probably best to head on. Don't wanna, don't want to stand yeah. in one spot too long. Probably. Yep. Ready to get on that road. All right. So the three of you continue your journey in the uh, designated direction by the checkpoint, and as you're on your way, you are it. You're you're realizing that it's getting to a point at which the next check checkpoint will probably be where you stop and sleep for the night. Hopefully that will be soon. But having not been out here for well Connie would you 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 probably would have come from a different angle than uh where you're heading from right or heading to right um i'm i'm just imagining that i have not been in this area just to like preserve maximum eyed wise open <laughs> new world filled with wonder surprise me dm surprise me 2 hours into your walk sukunkana has been doing her best to keep track of where you are going Sukukana, using her cartography skills, is able to keep everybody on the right path in regards to the direction that they are walking. In doing so, you see off in the distance one of the similar structures that you saw before, the large mound of ice with a bone sticking out of it, pointing in another direction at which you need to go. 
to continue in the proper direction to reach continuance. Can I get a perception check from everybody? Yes, yeah. my first roll. It's, why do you got for me? Gonna hit it, gonna hit it, Not gonna get good. it, gonna get... Oh. I got 22. I got a 6. 11. Alright, so, with the 22, in the distance you can see that there are four figures that are sort of making their way slowly towards you. Uh, Sunkun kind of immediately relays this telepathically to her comrades. Um, so, uh, there's like four guys uh, slowly approaching from over there. I'm gonna squint off into the distance. Connie, you would recognize what these are. You would have encountered them once or twice on your travels. Uh, you know these to be what most communities call ice thralls. They are undead that have been brought back by the possession of the spirit of ice. Ah. So they are humanoids who died out on their way from one place to another, who were resurrected by the ice. Alright, I'm gonna like take my shield off and I'm gonna like crack my roll my shoulder like good news we won't have to go looking for more undead to fit second objective now we need to get those bones all right what's the what's the plan what do we do here can't really hide they're coming at us we can't hide they're coming at us uh, they're not so tough what what would i what would i uh know anything about them uh you have the familiarity that they are in large groups, incredibly dangerous. Uh, and to the average individual, they would be a significant problem. But to two people who are able to cast magic, one person who's able to, you know, relatively well defend themselves, you... Bash they hit in. Should be all right. But they do have the capacity to freeze someone if they get a hold of them. Don't let them uh, get to, get a hold of you. Uh, hey, little baby, I think you should stay in the back. I'm going to stay in the back. Uh. <laughs> yeah, are they slow? Uh, yeah, they're fairly slow, but they are advancing on you as quickly as they can. Right, okay. Within three or four rounds, they will, or let's call it like six rounds or so, they would be within your range. Okay, so got about a minute. All right. My suggestion is that my, myself and Maris uh, go confront them, and then you stay as far back as you can. I have a plan. All right. Oh, uh, okay. I got, I got, uh, some. I'm uh, like crazy... eyeing the, I'm eyeing the zombies. Look, listen, listen. Sh- we gotta be fast. Um, I know the spell called entangle. I can entrap them, and then you guys can hit them, and they can't move. Theoretically, if the spell works. Yeah, trip them up. So long as you can do it from distance. I can do it up to ninety feet away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so since they are pretty far away and fairly slow, you'll be able to do this pretty easily. Should we start running up to meet them? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gonna like start jogging yeah. towards them. I pull my maul out. Yeah, Sukun kinda stays back. Her eyes like kinda glow a bit and she like reaches out her druidic totem. Uh what is your druidic totem? Um a little uh vial of dirt. <laughs> you know. Like when you go on vacation and then you come back with like a jar of sand. Yeah, it's like it's like a like a vial of dirt with the, from the dirt that she was found in. You know what I mean? I've got a vial of dirt. I've got a vial of dirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So she casts Entangle. Um, the enemies have to succeed against my spell save DC, which is fourteen. Okay, so we'll do that, uh, and then. Roll initiative, all of y'all. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. 
Condemned got a six, Sukunkana got a nine, and Maris got a fourteen. Yeah, we're in grid form. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, so first up, we gotta do the saves for all these boys. It's a strength save. Yes, yeah, a strength check. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you got one that's failed, two that have failed, three that have failed, and four that have failed. Yes! Yeah, yeah! kind of, like, like as soon as she sees them all get trapped, she does, like, a little, like, hop, and she goes, whoop, and she, like, claps in the air. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, that's the first time you guys hear her voice. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all four of these guys are walking towards you. They're shambling fairly slowly, and you can hear, as they get close to you, they can hear their... They're horrible, screeching. Hannah, I hate that. And as the ice beneath them (laughs) reaches up and grabs onto them as if it were vines, which none of you are aware of, it grabs onto their ankles and they all stop moving and they look down there. but they are unable to move. So uh, they can do a save um, at sort of the you, end of their turn to get out of it, right? Use this action to make a strength check against their spell save. They have to use their action to free themselves okay. or they okay. just don't. Ha, okay. Dumb. <laughs> uh, so since we have one of the skelly boys who go first, he's going to try to do that. Uh, he does not. So he is unable to do anything. We got another one. He's going to do his best. He does not. So he stays still and they look... The it's 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 unusual to look at undead and think that they look frustrated, but they look like they are unfortunate. They're they're they're, they're just angry, <laughs> upset, and they can't get out. You know that you fucked up your initiative rolls when half of the zombies go before yeah. you. <laughs> First time. Uh, and that points us to Maris. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, super jazzed, jazzed to be here. So you are. About 60 feet away. I only have 30 feet walking thing. <laughs> you can just like walk half the distance and then end the round and then walk and smash Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. I'll run on up. Just jazzed. Okay, so you're going to go up about 30 more feet and get into position? Yeah. So Maris, uh, hammer in hands, she runs up and takes a position about 30 feet away. Or let's call it mid-running. So you're continuing to run. You, use, you you run 30 feet forward, holding your hammer in hand, intending to take more s- speed at which you're able to intentionally knock one of these guys' heads off if they manage oh, yeah. to come closer to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sukunkana, it is your turn. Uh, What is she going to do? I don't have any long-range shit. <laughs> produce flame. Produce flame. Yeah, produce flame is... I have to be within 30 feet of them. So how far away are they from me currently? Uh, you are 90 feet. Yeah, I am ninety feet. So I guess I guess Sukun kinda has a moment where she like she like produces flame and she's like I can't throw it that far and then she starts running forward. <laughs> so thirty feet distance. Uh okay. So you run do you run the whole uh sixty feet to get closer or do you run thirty feet to stay behind everybody else? To stay behind everyone else, she just goes thirty feet. <laughs> okay. Uh next up is another skeleton. <laughs> Uh, oh, this one gets free. He's able to get out of the entangle, and he's he's walking slowly towards uh, Maris, who oh, is yay. close enough at which he is able to get some hits in. And he takes one of his horrible zombie arms, and he goes, he swings it overhead down to try to get on get it onto your shoulder. 
You hear his horrible screeching as he does so. Wouldn't that require his action? Uh, oh, you're right. It does require his action. So he does not attack. But he gets free. But he gets up in your grill. Damn straight. He's getting within punching distant mare. His uh, horrible zombie jaw Ugh. is, or skeleton jaw is hanging off of his chin slightly. But uh. the other part is frozen together with a piece of ice. So his jaw is connected to this cheekbone with just ice. Good. I'm going to punch. Uh, next up is Condemned. Yeah, so Condemned is just going to, like, jog up and jog up to, like, beside Maris and beside this zombie. And he's going to make an attack roll. So he doesn't pull out a maybe. Uh, He doesn't pull out a weapon or anything. Just as he comes in, he sort of does that thing where, like, he pulls back and he just tries to do a haymaker against uh, the zombie. Um, And it's not super accurate. But he got a 13. 13 is what you need to get to hit this guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. We know the secret number. <laughs> That's nine points of bludgeoning damage to him. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to say, first volunteer and just... <laughs> yeah, punch him in the jaw. I smack him. You raise your hand <laughs> as you get close to this skeleton, this ice thrall. And you punch him across the jaw and shards of ice and teeth fly out of his mouth and you can almost see his head has sort of cocked to the side in a way that is incredibly unnatural his jaw is hanging simply from the one side of his mouth as he screams in horrendous undead agony similar to that of a a familiar banshee okay cool Follow-up question. What are we doing for rest rules? Are we doing the standard long rest is eight, short rest is one, or are we doing that like survival, the gritty realism one we briefly spoke about? Uh, so a long rest will be two days in this world. Okay. And a short rest is going to be one hour or eight hours? A short rest will still be an hour. It's just it's difficult to get a long-term rest because of the nature of the world. Right. Fair enough. Okay. If you're in a city, you'll get a regular eight hours and you'll a regular sleep. But if you're out in the wild, it's a you'll need two of those one night and then another night. Okay. Uh, so that's your turn. Yep, that's my turn. Next up, another Skelemans. He's gonna try to get out of the thing. He does not. So he is also still stuck. <laughs> Back up to another Skelemans. He tries to free himself. Does not. Damn. Next guy goes, he does manage to get himself out, and he charges up on Condemned and Maris. That horrible, gross, grotesque (laughs) that you are becoming too familiar with. I don't like it. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Maris. All right, well, now that they're in hidden area, uh, if I use my breath weapon, it's a 15-foot range cone. Can I get all of them in that? You can get two of them, the two that are in front of you. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Uh, they need to roll deck saves, I believe. Uh, yeah, dex DC eleven. Uh, one makes it. Uh, the other just makes it. So they are able. They 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 recognize fire as something that they should avoid, and so they are able to relatively. Uh, one of them relatively easily, and the other one just barely able to lean themselves out of the direct line of fire that you fire at them. Uh, so you gotta, you still get to roll damage. I think it's halved. Yeah, they take half damage. So yeah, I just kind of like, I'm gonna brace myself and I'm just gonna like, <gasps> and then throw the fire out. And they take 
If it's 11 and then half of that is what, 5? Because you go down yes. or up? Yeah, so, yeah, 5 damage each. Uh, the one that Connie smashed directly in the jaw, uh, the ice from it melts, and the horrible zombified remains of an unfortunate traveler cease to maintain itself and fall to a pile of bones right before you. Hey. The other one simply starts to, to become a little bit more weary and unable to hold itself together, but it maintains its sheer force of hatred and will to commit violence upon you all. <laughs> Sukunkana. Can I get within 30 feet of an enemy? You can get within 30 feet of an enemy, yes. Okay, I get within 30 feet of an enemy. I'm assuming it's one of the one, the one that's like almost dead. Uh, it was fired, yes. Now, with this reduced flame she has in her hand, she doesn't say anything. She just silently runs up, and in her mind, she's doing a battle cry. <laughs> Nobody can hear it. <laughs> in her mind, she's saying, Eat flame, dirtbag! <laughs> and... But but like it's only to herself. It's only to herself. Of course. You flame dirtbag. Uh, so you roll attack. I got I got a set. I got a nat one. <laughs> I was imagining Maris as being to the right of me, and for some reason I'm imagining Sukunkana as being to the left of me. So if we've got to like select one, I feel like Connie is probably more in the direction of the flame. Honestly, you have been picturing it the same way I have been picturing it. Uh, okay. So she runs up with a determined look on her face, probably the most determined look she's ever had, takes this ball of fire, hucks it with all her might, and uh, it lands squarely in con- uh, Condemn's shoulder blade, burning his back. Oh, no. First ro- attack roll you ever made. Roll the damage. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I feel like it hits him and then, like, Maris and Sukunkana both same time are just kind of like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. What did you roll? Max damage, I got eight. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I'm wonderful. here to ruin the podcast. <laughs> as, like, just as the flame scorches out, like, he was already looking at the other one and prepping the next. And he's like, fire is our ally. <laughs> oh! Fire, fire is bad ally. She kind of telepathically links you and she's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I think you only have 10 foot range on your telepathic link right now. Oh, does she? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she screams it then. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Second time I've ever heard her voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you do anything with your bonus action? Uh... I, I don't have bonus actions, I don't think. All right, not yet. I'll shoot him again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I could use healing word. That's <laughs> no, a bonus it's fine. action. It's fine. That's all your spell, spell slots, That I is think. all my spell slots, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so you've just been uh, hit in the back with a small ball of fire. Uh, yep. Condemned. What do? Uh, is it my turn? It sure is. Okay, solid. Well, so I've, I've taken eight damage, which actually brings me down like to... Four health. I'm, I'm down to five. Yeah. Oh, I'm I should have used right. healing word. It's fine. 
I'm going to, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I'm going to use Second Wind as my bonus action mm, to regain 1d10 plus one hit point. So, you know what? Fire did the damage to me. Let's see if the red die wants to compensate. Oh, it does. I heal nine hit points back. Oh, nice. So I'm back to full. Nice. So basically you see like the flame kind of like go over and he just sort of like straightens up and I just, I view it as him like just mentally going to I've been burdened before. It's fine. Um, I am going to just like shrug it off and then I'm going to turn. I'm going to punch, going to try and attack the remaining zombie. (laughs) (laughs) She would die. And that is, I don't know about that. I'm not exactly a DPS beast, but I got a 24 to hit, which I assume is a hit. Just barely. And I rolled minimum damage. So I got five. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Once again, you turn to this other ice thrall. You take your, your fist and you punch it square in the cheekbone and you can feel the shards of glass sort of blister off of its face and crumble to the ground as you could see part of its exposed innards of the skull moaning and crying in an uncomfortable and unwishing tone. Is it still up? It is still up. Okay. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? Me? Yeah. Four- 14. Okay, so this one manages to free itself and is making its way downtown. Fast. Shambling fast. Faces pass. Hauling ass. <laughs> Shambling fast. Shambling fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he gets up in your grill, and you now have another melee friend. Who's you? Maris and Condemned. Uh, the other one also frees itself, so your concentration spell is still active, but it's not doing anything right now. And it makes its way also to melee range, having burned its action doing that. Uh, up next is the guy who just lost half of his face to a punch, and he <laughs> raises an arm out, and he reaches to try to grab the individual who just shot half of its face off and try to grab onto them. Makes sense. So this is a grapple check, so <laughs> you can make a contested athletics or whatever. All right. Uh, how is a 19? Ooh. You see this thing reach out and try to grab you, and it, it, it gets its hold on you just a little bit on your collar, but you're able to, like, practically oh, flex it off. too big. And it, you, it just can't get purchase upon your body, uh, regardless of how hard it, it seems to be trying. Maris, your turn. You just saw this thing try to grab and freeze your friend. Well, first I'm going to flex, because uh, rude. <laughs> so I'm just going to get a good grip on my maul, and I'm just going to kind of swing it backing up and down on the down on its stupid stupid little head like a like one of those circus hammers exactly like a like a strength check or like a strong strong man thing just like you are you're the strongest lizard the strongest lizard i got a 17 to hit uh that hits roll damage fuck yeah all right and that is bludgeoning damage 2d6 plus 4 is 13 damage. Okay, you take out your maul and you swing it up and you bring it down directly on this thing's head and the head crushes into the inside of the ribcage and it falls apart, (laughs) screaming before it does so. (laughs) Falls to the ground. Okay, uh, Sukuntana is like like upset Uh, and she's like, this is my first time fighting, and I've already screwed up. This is all in her mind. She's just talking to herself. 
Um, and she's like, okay. And she looks at the other the other thralls, and they are away from her teammates, correct? <laughs> no, they are. I think they're all within melee of them now. Okay, uh, Suku and Kata is gonna be like, I'm gonna throw a fireball. <laughs> Watch out! Okay. <laughs> she tries again. Not fireball the spell. Not not fireball the spell. Oh no! Oh my god! I was like, you. I was like, oh, this was a, such a great time. This is such a great time to die. <laughs> Loved being here. R.I.P. All of us. Actually, you have resistance, so you'd be fine. Oh yeah, I'm fire as fuck. Guess you got a nat twenty, motherfuckers. <gasps> I thought you got a nat one. She's she's making up for it this time. <laughs> Spurred on, and there is a, a a feeling in your arm that is not of your own, and it's felt familiar to you on odd occasions. And there seems to be sort of a spectral ghost hand that is mirroring your own, holding this fireball and guiding your hand as you toss it directly into one of the ice thralls that is near your friend. Yeah, and this time out loud, she says, "Eat fire, dirt bag." <laughs> Roll damage. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Didn't do great for damage. I got four and then times two, so that's eight. However. No, you got four because it already does the crit damage for you. Oh, it does. I got four. <laughs> Spurred on by the will of your guilt and the spirit dwelling within your mind, you send this thing flying and it hits it directly in the eye so the eye seems to melt out and the the glow that was formerly there uh seems to disappear because the you've melted the skull over that patch juicy Ew. don't suppose these guys are vulnerable to fire <laughs> no they ought to be <laughs> it would be nice you would think you would think you'd think but something something magic bullshit <laughs> I, this is my world. I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would be problematic if like half the enemies in the campaign were vulnerable to fire damage. Right? I considered <laughs> it, but I'm like, no, nah, that's just too abusable. Uh, Condemned. Condemned is super fucking happy that that one worked out a lot better than the first <laughs> one did. <laughs> he is. He, he did notice that she seemed to do a lot more damage when she was hitting him. But uh, The efficiency of her actions. Maybe these things are resistant. Who knows? Anyway, so... All right, well, you're never going to see this one coming, but uh, he's going to try and attack. Oh. So he got 23 to hit. Okay, fuck yeah. Because this blue dice really likes me, but not the fucking blue D6, because I got another one on damage. That's a total of five. Uh, which one is uh, he hitting? The one that is not damaged or the pre-damaged one? I'm going to hit the pre-damaged one because I remember to focus fire. Okay. Uh, do you have a... Specific idea of how you want to just hit this guy? Yeah, I'm just as as he gets like bashed in one side by the flame. Um, I'm con uh, condemned is going to try and just uppercut into the side to take advantage of the momentum. Ooh. But he misjudges it a little bit, and he only really grazes, and that's why he got the now the one on damage. The fireball comes in and slams into its eye. Slowly moving its head to the right, you take this opportunity and you swing your arm up in a in a right cross uppercut, and you barely clip the bottom of the jaw, but the jaw comes off and flies off into the distance. 
and you can hear a struggle to uh, express anger, escape from the body of this being. This man's sandwich days are over. <laughs> and he's going to take this opportunity to try to grab onto you because you have been dealing some heavy hits to this guy. What did you get for your grapple check? Oh, yeah. Um, another 19. Okay. He got 22. <gasps> Ooh. While you are trying to get rid of this guy by pushing him off and shoving him off, he manages to sink his disgusting icy fingernails into your shoulder and you can feel the ice sort of pierce into your body and you take six cold damage. Okay, so you can feel a stiffness in your bones and you will have disadvantage on the next attack against this opponent. Ugh. Bit nippy. <laughs> the other one that is still standing is going to turn its attention away and make an attempt at Maris's life. Oh, no, no. Taking its arm and swinging across, trying to scratch across your chest. Oh. Uh, <laughs> as it swings its arm wildly and feirally, it pings off against the bone plate mail that you're wearing. <laughs> Not my lizard titties. <laughs> you can barely feel anything as you feel empowered and emboldened by the rage that you feel against these undead monsters. Pex flex. Uh, and it's your turn, Maris. Yeah, Pex flex. That's what I'm doing at it. Hell yeah. Well, I'm going to point at him, and I'm going to nod my head, and I'm going to run up, and I'm going to do kind of like a over-the-head like spin uh, with my maul and just kind of like try to whack him like he's like a weird little baseball. <laughs> you're, you're playing t-ball with this motherfucker's head? I'm playing t-ball with this friggin' head. Fourteen. Oh, that'll do. Nice. That'll, that'll, that's enough. Ooh, that's two sixes plus four. That's 16. Suck my ass. Wow. <laughs> okay. After this guy pings his disgusting icy fingernails off of your chest, you can just see a quick opening. You swing your, at, your, your maul around your head and you bring it in with the momentum of the loss of your grandfather and the willfulness of your first adventure out and you bring this thing's head directly <laughs> off and it flies off into the distance into the frozen wasteland. Do we just hear like a, a slowly resuming? <laughs> That's exactly what you hear. <laughs> Far away you hear the sound of <laughs> as the soul leaves this thing's head and the body collapses to the ground in a pile of bones. You need to cool off. <laughs> You can you, you can tell the exact like condemned was definitely noticing the pec flex and like the max damage hit and you could tell like there was a little bit of interest there and you're like cool off and he's like never mind. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I just realized these zombies are turning into bones like in RuneScape when you kill an enemy and there's just bones left behind and you got to collect the bones afterwards so you can bury them later. Like <laughs> I didn't play RuneScape. I was too busy having sex with women. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Sukukana, it is your turn. Um, she's gonna do the same thing. There's one left. Yep, barely hanging on. Okay, she's gonna use that good old trusty produce flame blast him. Please get something decent. That's a good face that you're making. I like the face you're making. It looks like it's a good one. Like a nat twenty, is it? Is it good? I, 
I'm gonna quit. I quit the podcast. <laughs> That's another now. I quit. I quit. I'm done. I quit. I'm over it. It's been. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, this game's stupid and I hate it. I can't believe she's it's like his stupid. first day. She's wow. already quit the podcast. Three nat yeah. ones. Three nat I, ones. Goodbye, everybody. I don't You're going to have to replace uh, me. All right, audience, we are uh, accepting applications. Yeah, I can recommend other goblins. <laughs> okay, but... so, so let me, and let's be clear here. She has made four rolls. She has rolled three nat ones and wow. one nat 20. It's, she's doing it digitally, too. What are the odds on this? And these are all, yeah, digitally. Yeah, D&D Beyond is literally just like, yeah. how about fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> this episode not brought to you by D&D Beyond. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Uh, you know. <laughs> Why? Nani the fuck. I like to think that because it's gonna hit me. Obviously, I like roll damage. Who am I hitting this time? Just just, okay. Let let your DM do his job. (laughs) I got a four. As you take this uh, flaming ball, tiny flaming sphere in your hand with the intent to just huck it at one of these enemies, it sort of rolls off of your fingers, and the bottom of your triangle seems to have caught caught in fire. Oh god. So. Currently, it is doing no damage to you because of the amount of layers, but you're going to have to use an action next turn to, to stop, drop, and roll. And you will take yeah. a little damage. I guess stop, drop, and roll. If you're unable to uh, quell the fires with a dex check, pretty easy one. Okay. You will take yeah. 2d4 damage. Amazing. I feel like like the perspective of everyone else is they see Sukuntana getting ready to like throw a little fireball, and then she just fumbles it and drops like, it on herself hot. and is currently on fire. <laughs> like you took a biscuit under the oven too quick and you're just like, ooh, hot, 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 hot. Yeah. <laughs> just drop it. I'm just imagining riot fail videos where someone drops the Molotov. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, condemned. Uh, you don't, like, you two are too busy engaged with this stuff to see what's going on back there. Yeah. Wait, is Sukun Khan is screaming? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Okay. So you can hear something's happening back there, but there's also a thing happening right yeah. now. Yeah. That's like going on the mental to-do <laughs> yeah. list. On your, on your Sims queue. And yeah. If you want to attack this guy, you still have disadvantage. Yeah, I do. All right. Well, I am going to do it anyway. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and like kind of dodge a little bit to the right as I do this, just so I can kind of like get a side eye of... The, the chief's daughter. Just gently on fire. It's okay. Because I'm like, I don't want her to die. And all right. Well, I hate to see it. Got a nat 20. No. And an 11 plus whatever. So that's a 17. <gasps> yeah, yeah. But I believe that still hits. Yeah, that still hits. And I got better damage this time. I got a 7 damage. Ooh. You, you, you sort of shift your weight and you take a, a glancing blow off at your your new companion who is currently on fire and uh, emboldened by the fear that you could potentially lose this person and that could be problematic in its own way. You grab the fist of the 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 claws of this being that have latched themselves onto your shoulder. Uh, you grab the wrist and you chop down on the arm and break it off and take one final blow to uppercut this thing out of your way. And it flies off into the distance, crumbles to the ground, and the pieces of the skeleton deform and sort of become a like a bowling pin array of skeleton bones on the ground. We did it! Good job, team! Uh, that, that, that's it. Combat's over.
Sukun kind of stop drops and rolls immediately. Uh, do you happen to have druidcraft? Uh, fuck no, I don't. Apparently. Oh yeah, okay. You stop drop and roll. <laughs> Condemned is gonna come up and like throw some snow on her. Uh, it's snow is difficult to get, but you're able to get a little bit. Some like ice chips. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Just letting hail down. A bitch is on fire right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, she stops, drops, and rolls, and I feel like with the assistance mm-hmm. of her party members, successfully is not on fire. You are singed, but not hurt. Yes. Emotionally. Emotionally, she's devastated, and she will never <laughs> yeah, recover. <laughs> she kind of stands mm-hmm. up, stands up, embarrassed. She's covering her face, and she turns to 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 uh condemned, and she she goes over to him, and she's like, and mentally links, and she says. I am so sorry I hit you with that fireball. I didn't mean to. I felt really good about it, and I thought it was going to go really well, and then I hit you, and I feel really bad. And then I lit myself on fire. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'm i so sorry. I thought I'd be better at this, um, and I'm not. It is okay. I'm going to put one hand on Sukun Kana's, on Sukunkana's shoulder and say, It is fine. Uh, back when I was child, back with clan, I remember, I remember one uh, hunter, one huntress who we called Eagle Eye. Before she took her daughter on first hunt, we called her Eagle Eyes. Mistakes happen. <laughs> oh! Oh no! <laughs> Sukunkana, she kind of like, she looks up at you and she's like, you're really cool, you know that? You're like, you're so strong, I saw what you did, I set you on fire, and you're just like, oh, no problem, bro, you're so cool. Like, man, I wish I had, like, muscle mass to any degree. <laughs> I mean, you can also summon fire and ice vine and ice uh, grip out of ground, so I think you were doing pretty well on the coolness department. Yeah, you. T- I mean, you technically got first... You know, first grabs. <laughs> Got zombie dibs. Uh, she kind of thinks about it. She's like, she's like, oh, man, I guess it was kind of clutch. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I think it's time for bed. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> you have about half an hour left to get to the uh, next checkpoint. Oh, you were already there. Never mind. Oh, we also got to collect the bones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be grabbing those bones for sure. I would also like to turn to Maris and I'll say, and you, that uh, that one hit with the hammer, that was very uh, impressive. Thank you. I My grandfather taught me everything that he knew. That mall was his. So, you know, tried, tried to get some practice in and I think it's working out. This is, this is, this is a lot of fun. I really like this. Hope this doesn't awaken anything in any of us. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're fine. We're mentally okay. <laughs> right? Uh, it's just some ice thralls. It is good first uh, beginning, <laughs> you know? Small danger. I wouldn't like to see them again soon. Maybe after a nap. Nap is good. Oh boy, could I use a nap. Only one of you <laughs> took any damage. Oh man, tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I... Technically <laughs> took more damage from my allies yeah. than from the enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh... You, you did remember that you needed to collect the bones. Uh, you guys want to go and start doing that? I feel like we like start walking away and they're like, oh shit, the bones. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
gotta go back. Does anybody gra- grab a skull, or is it mostly just like a bone, like a like a femur or whatever? I hella grab a skull. Okay, cool. That's good. Yeah, I will. I I will grab. Wait, now I want to know what. Uh, what would I roll to know if there's anything that's like a bad thing to grab about these Walking Dead? Arcana. I'm not a knowledgeable boy. Hey, Nat twenty. Hey, nice. Okay, uh, you would recognize that there are definitely certain parts of it that you should not touch because you can become infected with it. The ice can uh, bleed itself into you. So you, if you grab these bones, you should try to look for ones that have no ice on them. But uh, if you're able to grab one in a way that you do not touch any ice and put it in a bag, that is also acceptable and safe. Slaps the skull out of Sukunkana's hands. <laughs> <laughs> out of her little, her little mittened arms. Because she's definitely got mittens on. <laughs> if the skull is, is dangerous, like it's got ice, or if it's intrinsically dangerous, then I will tell them before they start collecting the bones. Be careful. Do not collect anything with the ice on it. Sukun kind of like has her hands like hovering over his skull as you say that. And she's like, uh. <laughs> uh Sukun kind give me a charisma save real quick. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not using, I'm not going to use D&D Beyond. You don't trust D&D Beyond anymore? I don't trust it. Oh, good. I got six. Okay. So... You have your hand hovering over the skull, and you feel an immense need to maybe not pick it up, but at the very least touch it, and you can't quite seem to resist, and your hand slowly goes down as you touch it. I'm wearing mittens. <laughs> you are? Yeah, you're wearing mittens, and as your hand slowly grasps onto the top of it, the eyes of the skull shoot beams of blue light outside of them. And you hear a voice inside your head, unfamiliar to the one that you have had with you for your entire life. And it says, We, we wish to find that within you which burns bright. We wish to steal the spark from those like you. You will fall. We will rise again. And the skull's mouth slowly drops open, the teeth fall out, the ice that was encapsulating part of the eye and part of the back of the bottom, the, the bottom half of it, they all drain away and melt and immediately freeze when they reach contact with the ice. And you have a pure, clean, dry skull. God, at what cost? Could we all see that light? Uh, you all see the light. You don't all hear what she heard. I'm going to run up and kick it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're both doing the exact same thing. Yeah, no, I was going to say her first reaction, she's going to punt it. She's going to punt the skull immediately. <laughs> do, do, like, do you guys see that she stands us, up and then she punts it? all three it. of us, like, simultaneously <laughs> punt can we, like, Can we, like, like <laughs> soccer kick it Hold to each on. other? Uh, we're going to do initiative check yeah. just to see who gets there first to do the, the kick. Uh, Sukunkana, you have advantage because you are holding it. Okay, all right. Oh, fuck. Some idiot got 22. Some doggy. I got a four. You got a four? Yeah, I only got a five. I got a five. <laughs> okay, so you have this skull in, in your hands. It's completely bare of ice. You hear the things it says to you, and you go, Ugh! 
and you kick it as <laughs> fucking hard as you can. Roll an athletics check. Oh, I'm so good at athletics, so it's a <laughs> really good thing that I'm rolling athletics. That feels right up your alley. I got got a three. Okay, so that was that's like a five for you, right? I got yeah. a five. So you go to kick it, but you like you drop it and it goes past your foot. You kick it out and then you put your foot down, but you put your foot down where it was and you slip on it and you fall over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then I start yelling, this skull's evil, get rid of it. <laughs> Immediately a three stooges yeah. bit, all right. <laughs> and then we go to poke each other in the eyes, but the other one blocks with their hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sukan kind of actually does like like scramble away from it in fear. You know, the way in which one scrambles backwards. Real quick for me, roll a sanity check. So that's a d20 plus your sanity modifier, which I believe is a minus one. Great. Mm-hmm. Look, are you surprised at this point? No. Is that a natty one? I can't believe she's already getting kicked off the podcast. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I can't. Wow, I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> okay. All right. So you got a, a zero. I got a one. Oh, honey. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's great. Good thing that I'm dead no, now. No, you're fine. Sort of. Hold on. <laughs> it will be written on her gravestone that it was very in character. <laughs> Here lies Grim. Sanity minus one. Yeah. <laughs> no one's surprised about that. No, no, no. Died as she lived in character. Died as she lived yeah. in character. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I can't believe that this happened. I can. I mean, yeah, it, it feels pretty on brand so far. Apparently. You should play with my friend Erica. You'd make her feel better about her roles. <laughs> her roles are so bad, we use her as a threat. If someone's late, then I tell them that um, Erica will be doing all the roles for their character, and it just puts the fear of God into them. <laughs> Where is it? Ah, here it is. He's got to look up his Mondo bad things, because I rolled a one. Okay. Roll a D100. God, you assume I have these things. Two D10s. That's the scariest guy. I, it's so dark in my room. I didn't turn my lamp on. I'm <laughs> I'm using the internet. I got 43. Okay. For the next minute, you're speaking incoherently and you're babbling and you're incapable of speaking in a, in a normal, uh, obvious manner to anyone. And you're unable to cast any spells because you can't get your mind together. So you keep talking about the skull and the... The whereabouts and the, the the things it said and the spark and how you don't want your spark to be taken away. Don't take away my spark. If you want to do a little bit of acting. This is theater, after all. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> it's not radio, motherfucker. And that's how she talks. She's like, she's like, tis but a trifling problem. It's just nothing that's terrible. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Maya Hina. And she starts, like, babbling, like, in <laughs> in Tanaka, which none of you have got no idea what means. In world, it's cool. Um, I'm I'm gonna take my bedroll while she's doing this and just kind of try to burrito her up. Yeah. Uh, it lasts for about 60 seconds, a minute or so like swaddling this, yeah. this, this person and then after about a minute she starts to like breathe normally and come back down from her experience whoa there little fella calm down now condemned is definitely gonna keep trying to punt the skull away uh, you can... <laughs> like yeah, like I'm like, like when, when, when she slipped like he just went up and he just <laughs> it's his game plan you successfully kick away this this completely dry skull 
He doesn't have to roll athletics because he doesn't have a six for strength. <laughs> well, like the fucking. <laughs> so like if you. I have a plus yeah. six. <laughs> Uh, for athletics, if you if you just have like a pretty like high level ability score, like certain things that are just pretty simple, I don't feel like you need to roll for that. You're kicking a skull. No, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to kick down a door, I'd probably be like, yeah, you kick down the door unless it's like barred on the other side or something. <laughs> uh, so he kicks away this skull. The skull is <laughs> far away. You are not worried about that skull. Well, maybe you are, but it's not coming to get you anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, still worried. Less worried, though. If it's coming back, it's got a roll on its little shitty skull body, which is just a head. Yeah. You know, like in uh, like in Breath of the Wild, where the, the moblin skulls like roll back to their yes. skeletal bodies? Exactly. <laughs> Two of us Except... know what we're talking about. Yep. I'm, I don't do that nerd shit. Anyway, let me roll some dice real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't get it. Yeah. I'm not a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after the three of you successfully calm down your comrade, uh, kick away a skull, collect some non-seemingly glowing bones of sorts, and put them into your bag so that you have proof that you're able to go out into the wild and handle yourselves. Uh, you make yourselves a campsite that you are all fairly used to. You can you put your bedrolls on the ground and you cover yourselves up with a very simple tent and you all share one specific tent because otherwise there's a higher chance of freezing to death get that body heat we have one last thing to do before we finish do i get to talk about what happened with you the can skull? do whatever you want you can rp all you like i'm sure that they want to know <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say like I, I i definitely like once we're kind of settled i kind of like scoot over and like rub your back be like Hey, like, hey, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, you you okay? That skull seemed to freak you out a little bit. You okay, little fella? You all right, bud? <laughs> uh, so Sukun kind of uh, telepathically links to you, and she's like, so, um, so you know how, like, uh, you know, um, when I, like, do the brain thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It did that to me. Ew. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how uncomfortable it was when somebody suddenly starts telepathically speaking into your mind without telling you first. It's not great. Yeah, especially when it's just, uh, you know, a head. Yeah, like an actual skeleton that I just saw. So, it said something about returning and that it craved the spark inside of me and that it was going to steal it. And I think it's up to some some pretty bad stuff. Uh, TLDR sounds like there's some kind of skeletal conspiracy going on. <laughs> we'll have to be distrustful of any skeletons we meet from now on. Yes, very distrustful <laughs> of any skeletons. Yeah, we'll definitely not invite them into the into the tent now. All skeletons are bastards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got like uh, it's hard to explain to like uh people but i've got like you know how i can do all this like magic stuff mm -hmm. well basically i've got like a i exist with someone else in me at the same time and they come to me in my dreams and they show me what the world used to be like before all of the ice and it's so beautiful the sky is blue and pink and purple and and red and yellow and there's trees and you don't know what trees are and i do 
nobody knows these things except me. And it kills me. And I'm so scared that whatever that thing in that skull is is going to try to take that away from me. That's that's not going to happen. Uh, the descriptors that you're receiving are impossible to fathom. The sky that you guys are, that you are aware of, is covered by an immense layer of white mist and cloud. You can't imagine the sky being anything other than white, and you can't imagine so much color in the world. It's unfathomable. Listen, Sukunkana, whatever that skull was doing, don't worry about that. That's fine. We're gonna get away from that. Your spark isn't going anywhere. You got us. You know, we're here to protect you. We're here to help you. As for the voice and the things you see in your head, can you trust them? Yes. Absolutely. Is this something that uh, elders of Thrive know about? Yes. Uh, Kama, she knows about it. Uh, my my family knows about it. Do the, do the elders know about it? Uh, the council is aware of what you say you feel, but Gro Amdu and Mor Amdu are the ones who believe and know you to be telling the truth. The other ones simply hear you and know what you say, not necessarily believing that it is real. I know what I see is is real and true, and it doesn't matter if if nobody believes me, because I know that this isn't what the world is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be beautiful and vibrant and warm. And it's going to be again one day, if if I have anything to say about it. Condemned understands that Sukunkana feels very strongly about it. So he, feel, so he does catch himself before he like looks wordly to the ice underneath his feet again. <laughs> but he does he does def that is definitely the very first place that his mind goes. That's um, what I was thinking too. I was like <laughs> Well it is it is best not to focus uh too much on uh, these things, I think. The world is as it is. It is best to take grip of it in such way. And if it makes you feel better, when we go to to continuance we can see if anyone there has, you know any clue what you're doing like what that all that is if that makes you feel better we might have to not come out right and be like our little buddy sees shit maybe we'll have to be a little bit more tasteful in the way that we you know bring it about but we can we can poke around if you want Sukun kind of like nods and she's like that's why I wanted to leave because I want answers and i want to help the entire world get free of whatever this is thank you sleep is passing over you so hard right now yeah she's like i need to i need to sleep hella asap (laughs) (laughs) exactly that way she says exactly that way yeah yeah my dreams are lit fam my dreams are lit and i gotta get back to them i gotta visit the sun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, yeah, so I think it's time to bed down. The, the very first thing when Sukun kind of falls asleep is he looks to Maris. He says, she's not going to take watch, is she? There's not a fucking chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> not a chance. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, she's asleep as soon as she's horizontal, like, <laughs> instantly. Like, there's no discussion. She just kind of lays down and immediately she's out. This makes sense. I will take first watch. 
All right. Uh, so Maris, you bed down and you fall asleep the way that you are not necessarily accustomed to, but that you are able to do in these situations with the knowledge that you have now been given. Uh, condemned, you sit up and you watch through the one point of view that you have through the tent because you are still trying. You are the largest of everybody and you will give off the body heat so it's best for you to remain inside. I mean, yeah, he would occasionally like pop out and do a quick circuit. Uh, in, in your popping out and doing your quick circuit, uh, give me a perception check and it's dark as hell so it'll be a disadvantage. Goliaths are one of three races without dark vision. Um, that is an eight. Everything seems fine for now. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. The wind is blowing relatively hard. But there's not a whole lot that is giving you much grief. So you aren't too concerned about anything. You finish your rounds, and I imagine you go back inside and wake up Maris. Uh, Maris, before you wake up, you are dreaming a familiar dream of your grandfather you are the two of you are at one of his work tables in his alchemy shop and he's saying to you well it's not that hard you just have to you have to have a certain delicate touch to it you know what i'm saying it's it's simply simply watch look 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 and he takes uh, a small bit of ice and he puts some salt over it and he takes a small vial that is filled with uh the blood from a monster that he slain recently and he pours it on top and he puts just a little bit of pressure onto it with a small uh, brick of ice that he uses, typically for this very same thing. And you can see a small light glowing from underneath the brick. You lift it up, and you have a slot in which you now are able to recreate a similar shape into the brick that you have. He says, it's, you, it's just a matter of patience and timing and awareness of pressure. You see? Uh... You are aware of the fact that he's been dead, so you this is just a nice, a fond memory, but you were able to interact with it in whatever way you'd see necessary. Listen, Pops, I think we both know that uh, <laughs> the delicacy really isn't my strong suit. Is, can I just throw it in? If you If you were to do that... You would wind up with this. And he pulls out a large trunk that is underneath that is full of the exact same thing. But they are all different. And some of them have broken bits in them. And some of them have the gem lodged into it. And it's not of much use anymore. And see, this is how I know that you have to be more gentle. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the, you know, that's the biggest lesson you've been trying to teach me. It's... I should have listened to it more, I think. I should have listened to you more. Well, we have lots of time. I'll be around for a long time. Yeah. Of course. You wake up. You wake up to a Goliath shaking you awake for your watch. Very gently, I'm sure. <laughs> Pappy? <laughs> Pappy? <laughs> Not unpacking that. <laughs> Like when you call your kindergarten teacher mom for the first time, then you're like, fuck. I live in fear of calling my supervisor mom. I live in constant fear. <laughs> yeah, kindergarten teacher, <laughs> not fourth grade teacher. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, honey. Anyway, you wake up. Oh, okay. Did you, did you see anything? It appears clear for now. Okay. All right. Sounds good. 
Mm, what should we do about the baby and her thoughts and feelings? What is happening with that? How do you feel about all of that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to check to make sure that she is still asleep. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Out of character, that's my suspicion. But uh, <laughs> I do not know much of how uh, witches, witches work. Uh, but it is my understanding, visions, these sorts of things, they are not entirely uncommon. If elders know of it, then I assume it is nothing that is too disastrous for us. I do not know if uh, these stories that she is telling are all true or whether she is simply... He kind of like makes that gesture where it's mm. like not all there. <laughs> but in any case, as with Frozen Desert, we must take it as it is. She certainly has sufficient power that I think she will be more of asset than I first suspected. I have to admit I am kind of curious about it all. I'm kind of excited to get to the next town and kind of see if anybody knows anything else. I, I gotta admit it's piquing my curiosity a lot. A warm world? It's cold out there. Rolls over and kind of tries to adjust so that if he rolls over, he's not going to crush Tsukun Kana, who he's just assuming would probably not wake up even as she was being crushed to death <laughs> just by how soundly she's sleeping. Yeah, you could like you could fully roll her the other <laughs> yeah. way and she would not stir. Okay, so you sleep, <laughs> so she sleeps like blanket. I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maris, you take your watch you get up you're probably still wearing your same armor that you were uh, and you walk <laughs> around the perimeter of the tent and you're taking stock of everything around you making sure that there's nothing coming along the way and that you guys are going to be all right uh can i get a perception check at disadvantage Ooh, so that's an eight just an eight <laughs> you see exactly all those same things that condemned saw. <laughs> everything perfect. is fine there's nothing around everything's good perfect we're on the same page he and i <laughs> uh, and eventually you make your way back inside and the night eventually ends and the morning comes and our three adventurers have survived their first night out in the frozen wilds yay, yay. no thanks to me <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the first episode of our new podcast, Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Candorcore as Condemned, Marilyn as Maris, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing by Chelsea Love. We will be releasing new episodes every second and fourth Wednesday, but you can go listen to episode two and three right now. Thank you again for listening, and remember, always wear your seatbelt.